Welcome back to the Hair Full of Secrets podcast, where we explore the impact that hair and beauty practitioners have on our clients' mental health and wellness, as well as how we take care of our own. I'm your host, Paige Klibanoff. Today, we'll be talking with Alex Gillio. She has natural health and wellness down to a science. I can't wait for you guys to hear more. I have Alex Gillio with me today, all the way from New York. I'm super excited because she's joining me from her little beauty space Zen Den Begin. I'll let her tell you more about that. So Alex, go ahead and why don't you introduce yourself? Okay. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be connecting with you again. We met previously on a podcast. And then you came into my Zenden Beacon and we got to connect in real life, which was amazing. And you told me about this podcast and I'm so excited to be a part of it. I think the series sounds so cool. So my story started off, I would say high school, right? Let's, I'm going to bring you way back to high school. All the way back to the beginning. And I hated school, hated it was the worst thing for me. I don't know what it is about classrooms, but they give me the worst anxiety. So sitting in a classroom was torturous for me. So I pulled a prank with a friend and we let out a thousand crickets in the girls' locker room because we wanted to spice it up that day. We thought it'd be funny. No one thought it was funny. And on top of that, I had skipped so many classes. So I was written up for a lot of classes. So once the principal and the guidance counselor sat me down, they're like, between this prank and between you not coming to class, like you're out. So from there, I had to go to an alternative high school. And I was very relieved because being in a smaller situation where I wasn't in these large classrooms, gave me a peace of mind and less anxiety. So I finished at the alternative high school. I went to college for two days, same situation where I felt super uncomfortable, did not like classrooms, did not like public speaking, none of it. So I left. My parents eventually found out because I was fibbing to them. And they said, listen, if you're living under our roof, you're either going to college or you're working. So figure it out. So figure it out is what I had to do. So I sat down with a journal and I wrote down all the things that brought me joy and that I love to do. So some of those things included making other people feel good, making people feel beautiful, forming a community. So after looking through everything that I wrote down, I was like, you know, I really do love applying makeup and it's fun. So let me try the whole beauty school thing and see if that resonates with me a little more than regular school. So I did, I went to beauty school. Did you like the beauty school better? I definitely liked it better because I like the hands-on part. So the actual sitting down, writing in the notebooks, reading, like that for me did not resonate. But as soon as we got our mannequin heads and we were allowed to play with facials and do makeup. And even though they literally teach you on a Q-tip, how, how to apply, <laughs> like it's not actual like, tangible, real makeup tips that I would ever apply now. 
Right. Um, you know, you, you learn the basics in school, but you, you really learn through experience. So, and I knew that. So I was like, okay, I have to learn through experience. So as soon as I got out, I found a mentor and I was commuting an hour and a half every single day to New York city. I was starting to work on sets. My first job ever, I was shooting at a broken down hotel in Jamaica, Queens for nine hours and got paid $50. And I was so happy. And that feeling of happiness, I knew that this was my thing. You have to love it to be in Jamaica, Queens for that long and be happy regardless of the amount of money. Oh my God, totally. I mean, it it was like the truly the, the most happiest I've been in so long. So I was like, okay, this is it. This is my thing. I just started to network and meet different people and say yes to every opportunity that was thrown my way. I did a lot of free work and a lot of work for that I was probably underpaid for. And I just continued to hustle, 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 which eventually, you know, one job leads to another one. The other one leads to the next connection. Now this person needs makeup for that. Now that person just moved to a different department and now they want to hire you for this and so forth. So from there is where I started to gain a lot of my clients. And I kind of picked up tips and tricks and techniques from everyone and took what applied to me the most from each person and then turned it into my own thing and created my own techniques. Mm -hmm. And eventually it just led to work in California and in Miami and New York City and in the Hudson Valley. I started a bridal team 12 years ago, 13 years ago. And yeah, that, so that was just my, my absolute dream. And it's been amazing and I still love doing it. However, when COVID hit, makeup was non-existent. And that was the first time that I have not worked at all. And it was a scary period for me because yeah, it's all I knew. That was my first time I ever was on unemployment. It was the first time that I was like, dang, I need to pivot. I need to figure this out. So that's when I looked at my vision boards and I had created a space on my vision board a few years before. And I had the vision board in my Zenden, which was a room in my home that I used for meditation. And I had a little red light in there. I had become obsessed with wellness and red light therapy. And I would basically use that room every morning to just pray and meditate and do all my little wellness rituals. And I had the vision board sitting in there and I was like, wow, what if I open up a space called my Zenden and bring it to my community and have it have red light therapy and have an infrared sauna and sell supplements. Beauty and wellness are so interconnected. I said, let me turn to this space, bring community together in a safe way and help people build up their immune system, build up their health stay healthy, lose weight, detox their bodies. When you, when you're working on yourself in those ways, you're looking your best, your skin's glowing, your energy's up. So it's very, very interconnected. And that's what led me to opening up Senden. 
So now it's been a year and makeup is back and I am juggling it all. <laughs> You're like, and now I'm working more than I ever have in my whole Literally. life. <laughs> Literally. Went from not working to doubling my workload. It's great. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. When we first connected, I was just blown away about the crossovers that you've been able to find between the beauty space and the health and wellness space. When you go in there, it's an experience in Zenden and you're bringing that into the beauty space. I like that you've gone from one of the more superficial beauty things that you can do to yourself and you've brought it down and you're reconstructing on a cellular level and recreating that beauty from the inside out. I think that's really awesome. Totally. And it's definitely a spiritual experience too, no matter what religion you are, what spirituality you believe or don't believe in. I wanted to create this space as an experience for each person. I wanted everyone to just have a moment of Zen and a moment of peace, whether someone's intention is, you know, I'm here because I want good skin, or I'm here because I want to lose weight, or I'm here to boost my immunity. At the end of the day, the Palo Santo scent that I'm burning and the music that I'm playing and the lighting in here, it's all very intentional. And I wanted to create a safe space for people to feel an experience of Zen, especially right now, the last two years, I think everyone needs that. So if I can provide even 30 minutes of peace for them, then I'm very fulfilled. I love your mission in that. I think it's really awesome. I want to ask you some kind of more fun questions before we dive in here, if that's okay. Of course. What is your favorite workday beverage? My favorite workday beverage is definitely a matcha. Matcha tea. Matcha tea. I really love the brand Peak Tea. I think it's called Peak Tea. That's what it is. Peak Tea. Got it. Peak Tea. Yes. And they're a very clean brand. They triple test all their soils and they test for heavy metals and all the things. So I know it's coming from a good source, but I don't know what it is about this specific matcha. It boosts me with energy. So if I have a busy work day ahead of me, I wake up in the morning. I'm very specific, but I'll drink a liter of Mountain Valley spring water. And then I go ahead and make my matcha. I love that you drink a liter of water when you start the day. I love Mountain Valley spring water. So did I. So did Elvis. (laughs) Yes. I saw photos of, so I like, I love reading biographies. Mm-hmm. And I was like reading a biography with him in it and they had talked about Mountain Valley spring water. And I was like, oh my God. And then I Googled it. Like his name was Mountain Valley spring water. He's holding all the Mountain Valley bottles. I was like, yes, Elvis was onto something. <laughs> just regular, he wasn't it, just it, the king, what was he, the king of rock. Yeah. <laughs> king of something. The king. Yeah. King of rock and roll. Just, yeah. So we'll just go with the king. I have no idea. That's awesome. I love that. And actually That leads me to my next question, which is, do you have any favorite books that you've read lately? Yes, I love reading. It's my favorite thing to do. I I specifically set time out of my day to read. I just finished reading My Body by Emily 
I don't know how to say it. Radishkowski or something. Yes, that's how you say it. Yes, I um, saw it on your story and I downloaded it and I listened to it on Audible and I finished it today. You did? Did you like it? <laughs> I did really like it. I I was concerned by how much of her story I related to. Yes, and I think a lot of yeah. people can resonate with that. I picked up the book. And I was like, I don't know. I don't really like know too much about her. I don't follow her on Instagram, but I saw a couple of people posted it. So I was like, all right, let me just give it a try. And I could not put the book down. And I thought it had a really good message. I also, I'm currently reading Demi Moore's autobiography and I'm about yes. halfway through that. I love to know people's stories. I like to see what people went through. I like to try to learn whatever I can from other people's experiences. Anthony Kiedis's book, Scar Tissue, that one was really good. What's Um, that one about? About his life as well. And it's like, oh, wow, that's what that song's about. I've been saying that since I was like 12, you know? And of course, health and business books. So Love give me one or two from each of those categories. Okay. So business book, four hour work week, love Tim Ferriss. Anything by Tim Ferriss is great. I'm creating a um, recommended reading section in my website. So all the books, everybody's been referencing books. So all the books that people have referenced and all of the ones that I've read that I think can really help and relate to the topic of like mental health, self-improvement, things like that, that I read. I'm like just creating a little library there that people can check out. That's amazing. Oh, you know, what's a good one. I think it's called E-Myth Theory, something like that. I'll have to send you the link, but that's a great book for business as well. You're a small business owner. And then for health books, I really love Grow a New Body. It's really good. Grow a New Body and anything by Dr. Mark Hyman. I'm a fan of his work. I love reading his books and using his recipes, all the things. Do you have any favorite Instagram or TikTok accounts that you like to follow? I love to follow Melissa Wood Health. I think she is really great at making wellness and beauty very modern. And I love to follow Jay Shetty. He also has a great book called Think Like a Monk, which is a great book. He also has a great podcast. And I like to follow Dr. G or it might be Dr. Christian Gonzalez. He used to be a doctor and he is also just full of knowledge. And I like to look at his accounts often. I am very selective with the people that I follow on social media. The mute button has become my favorite tool on Instagram. I don't want to waste my energy and waste my time. I give myself no more than 35 minutes a day. And I try to focus on my own social media, creating content and creating value for other people. I'm very particular. I I need to have some kind of value. Like it has to be educating me or entertaining me. Yeah. It needs to bring something into your life. Totally. I get that. I need to be better about that. I have too many just like joke and junk accounts that are on my page. 
Yeah. I love it. So you told us a lot about your background in the space, how you got into it. I'm curious when you hear the terms mental health, mental wellness, self-care, what does that mean to you and how are they different? So mental health and self-care, I believe needs a lot more focus and attention and we have been conditioned to not focus on that so much or a lot of people have said that it's selfish to practice self-care or take care of your mental health but i truly believe if you are not taking care of you first how in the world can you take care of someone else and ultimately make the world a better place, right? Because I know if I'm in a space, if I'm in a mood, I'm not going to be super nice to every single person I see that day. And your energy can really affect other people's energies. I know if I take the time out in the morning to meditate and to red light and do whatever it is that fills my cup up first, then every single person I come in contact with that day, it's going to be a pleasant experience, at least on my end. And right. I, yeah. <laughs> at least like you can't I control can, your shit energy, but exactly. you can control mine. What, what I can control of it. And, you know, I think that more and more people are starting to talk about mental health. And at least on the social media accounts that I follow, the community that I surround myself with, I think we all can benefit from a therapist or however that looks for you. Some people resonate with therapists. Other people are like, I want a spiritual life coach, whatever it is. I also think community is extremely important. We are meant to socialize with people. I always say community is immunity. And it's very important to have a positive, uplifting, supportive group around you. I always do little check-ins with myself, with hanging out with friends. How did, how did that experience make me feel? I think it's very important to surround yourself with positive energy so you're not taking energy from anyone else. Mental health and self-care are very important. I completely agree with you. And I love that you incorporated community in that because I think that we forget how social we are as beings. And I think we're seeing right now with the shutdowns that happened and the chosen isolation at this point, if that's something you feel you have to do, the impact of not being able to have those communities. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, it's tough. Like navigating the world right now is not an easy thing, but you are the content you consume, the people you listen to, the books that you read, the people you hang out with. And going back to what I was saying earlier about social media, I think it's very, very important to consume uplifting, positive resources. If we are watching the news and listening to the media all day long and surrounding ourselves with people that are not supportive or positive, or maybe they're a victim or they have a victim mindset. 
that will drag you down. And then if you wake up in the morning and you just chug coffee and start your day and you have no time or ritual for yourself, you're not going to be the best version of you. You have to be dedicated to take some time out in your day, whether it's the beginning of the day, the end of the day, and just do something for you. And it can be something so minor. All these wellness things, right? Like they're, a lot of them are expensive. It could be something as little as taking your shoes off and walking outside barefoot. That's free. Everyone can do that. And that's just two minutes of grounding yourself into the earth. If you could just walk the listeners through what your morning routine looks like from when you wake up until you leave the house to go to work. So as far as my morning routine, every day is a little different because my schedule is a little different every day. Some days I'm doing makeup. Some days I'm just at Zenden. Some days are my meeting days. So every day is a little different. However, my non-negotiables I wake up every single morning, doesn't matter if it's 3 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m. I I usually get up by 7 a.m. every day. But I wake up, put my feet on the ground. I let the sun in, all natural light. I don't use any artificial light in my home, except I do have red light bulbs at night. At all? You don't have like any lamps or anything? I do, but they have red lights, not not regular lights. All of them? All of them. Even That's in my amazing. I did not know this. Yes. Even in my refrigerator, even my blow dryer has a red light, the light under my oven, like everything. It's wild. Do when you it, use a lot of candles? Essential or- oil diffusers. I've gotten so used to these lights. Oh, this is a whole nother podcast. We can talk about lights. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm like, wait, hold on. A whole nother podcast. We can totally talk about lights. So I'm just thinking about up. the fact that it's like dark right now. I'm like, how do you see anything? I know. So I've gotten so used to red light that my eyes adjust to the red light. Okay. That's amazing. All right. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. I totally, was shook. Totally fine. <laughs> yeah, totally fine. So... I wake up, I open the curtains, I get that natural light in, then I go to the bathroom, I tongue scrape, and after I tongue scrape, I use my water pick. Then after that is when I drink my liter of Mountain Valley spring water, and then I make my matcha. Then, this is like an optimal like day, then I'll go to the Zenden. I'll turn on my red light for 10 minutes. While I'm doing my red light, I'm also meditating for 10 minutes. So I'm getting those two things out of the way first thing in the morning. Then I stretch my body. I try to do a workout. I have a bike at home that I got off Amazon for 200 bucks. It's great. And then I have an Ergata rowing machine, which I've recently become obsessed with. During the spring or summer, I'll just go for a 15 minute walk around my block. So light, hydration, and movement. I learned about this reading Aubrey Marcus's book, and he talks about that. And that has been such a game changer for me. So those are my non-negotiables in the morning. Um, what is tongue scraping? Tongue scraping. Okay. Everyone needs a tongue scraper. And I learned about this when I was reading an Ayurvedic book. And they talked about all different Ayurvedic techniques. 
and they talked about dry brushing and they talked about oil cleansing and they talked about tongue scraping. And I'm like, what the heck is tongue scraping? So of course I Google it, research it, read about it. Yes. Get one off Amazon for five bucks. And every morning I scrape my tongue before I put anything in my mouth because so much bacteria and toxins come up and sit in our tongue while we sleep. So when we're sleeping, our body's resting, it's recovering, it's rejuvenating, and all of our toxins come up and they sit on our tongue. So in the morning, if you just drink water right away, you're basically drinking those toxins back into your digestive, your your gut. So first thing I do is scrape the toxins off my tongue. It's very disgusting. And (laughs) I'm like mortified. (laughs) Yeah. I literally don't know how I did not tongue scrape before. I really believe that everyone should own a tongue scraper because one, the shit that comes off is gross. Two, you will taste your food better. Your breath will be better. Like it's overall just healthier for your mouth. And we don't want those toxins to go back into our gut. So everyone get a tongue scraper. (laughs) I'm going to do that immediately. Yes. <laughs> immediately. And I'm so scared. Like, I'm like, it's going to look so gross. But you'll love it. Once you, once you feel the benefit of it, and you will, as soon as you use it, you're going to be like, holy shit. How was <laughs> I not using this ever in my life? Right. Well, I love this. Thank you for sharing your routine with me. Of course. You seem to have a lot of like tips and tricks in general from both times that I've talked to you. And you guys, by the way, if you like this episode, go listen to our hour long episode with her on red lighting and all things wellness in the podcast for the love of punch and aloe for the love of Zen Den. I'm curious how you incorporate like kind of this wellness part of your life in your world as a beauty practitioner. Mm. I believe wellness and beauty are so interconnected. I think I said this before, where when you are taking care of your body and your mind and your soul, you are going to look your best. When you are filling your body up with nutritious foods, I like to say high vibe foods, high vibrational foods that are providing us with antioxidants and healthy fats what that's doing is not only making us healthier, but it's making our skin glow and it's maybe slimming us down if, you know, that's your goal. There's so many different antioxidants and healthy fats and omegas that we can fill our bodies up with. This is another weird beauty hack I have that I do every day, but I take a shot of olive oil every morning. One, it tastes good. I love olive oil. You put a little and salt on it? I put no salt on it, no. Okay. I put it in like a little shot glass. It's very specific. It has to be organic. It has to be sourced well. It has to be in a dark bottle, not a clear bottle. It has to be extra virgin, cold pressed, all the things. I swear my skin has more of a glow to it. And I'm like, I mean, it could be a mix of everything, right? I'm drinking water. I'm doing the red light. I'm doing sauna. I'm drinking olive oil. I'm, I gouache on my face. I love skincare. So mm-hmm. it could be a mix of everything, but I like to believe that taking the shot of olive oil has significantly glowed up my skin and it helps with overall radiance. So going back to your original question, 
doing all these little wellness rituals overall is going to help us look and feel our best. And my goal is to bring as much information and value that I have learned or that I've personally tried to my clients to give them some kind of value or if they want to try any of the things that I'm trying that's worked for me, everyone is different. I tell everyone I'm not your guru. You have to be your own guru when it comes to this, but I'm definitely going to share everything that I do, everything that I try. And if it works for you, amazing. And if it doesn't, then you keep trying until you get, get the thing that you like. Right. It's not a one shoe fits all. Totally. Or one size fits all. I keep saying one shoe. I think it's because like if the shoe fits. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. That's okay. <laughs> I, feel like I try to do that with my clients as well when they come in or at least share my resources and tools that I have when they're experiencing something I've gone through. But I think it's kind of like a gray area and fine line. How do I show up for you and give you the best experience I possibly can without pushing onto you the things that I resonate with? Totally. What is that experience like doing makeup? I definitely feel that when you're in the makeup chair, your makeup artist becomes your therapist. I have heard it all. I have heard it all. Nothing surprises me anymore. I've heard it all in the makeup chair. You're so close to someone's face and you're working so intimately with them, you know, touching their face, doing their makeup, being so close that you learn to form bonds with your clients and you become an outsource for them and they will start to tell you things and they'll start to trust you. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's also an exchange of energy too. So I always need to go home and I wear crystals on my rings. So I'll like charge my crystals or I'll sage them a little bit and, Mm -hmm. No, it's also forms of self-care too, like coming home and recharging my batteries because I like to hold space for my clients as well. Mm-hmm. So I need to make sure that I'm filling up my cup, doing the best I can to take care of me. That way I can be top notch for my clients and hold space for them. Have there been times where you feel very impacted by your client experience in a positive or negative way? where that's rubbed off on you and you've needed to like do something about it. And what was that like? And how do you deal with that? Absolutely. I work with a lot of badass clients and they are absolutely amazing. And a lot of these clients are athletes and I was never a pro athlete and listening to them and watching them. I am over and over and constantly inspired by their drive, their motivation. They wake up, they are disciplined. They go to practice, they go to work. They are driven. And they also have such strong messaging, a lot of my clients. And, you know, they're activists and they fight for what they believe in is right. And watching them, whether it's in my makeup chair or watching them on the field or watching them in their interviews constantly inspires me. If your client is getting up and they're doing it, you can do it too. You can wake up early and get the workout in and form more discipline in your life and speak up with what you believe in. I feel that I've been positively impacted by most of my clients. I can imagine that when you're surrounded by people that are 
really hustling in a positive way that it's almost impossible not to feel motivated by that. Absolutely. And watching their success and their growth, motivation, drive, their ambition, it is so so inspiring. You can learn so much from the people that you're surrounded by. And, you know, I, I learn a lot from the people that are sitting in my chair and I'm constantly inspired by them every single day. Do you bring your world of Zenden into your experiences with your makeup clients? I do. I bring my red light machine, the red light it uses far and near infrared technology and it targets the mitochondria in your cells and it works to lower inflammation going on within your body and also on, on your skin as well. So, I mean, if someone wants to use it because they have a sore knee or elbow, feel free to use it on your knee or elbow, wherever you might want to while I'm doing your makeup. However, I really like to incorporate the red light when I'm doing facial massage and skin prep before I do the makeup. And I feel that it adds a really nice glow and radiance to the skin. I want one. Maybe it'll be my like gift to myself next year if I hit all my New Year's resolutions or something. Yes, absolutely. So do you have any favorite products or like go-tos that you think people should be using? I am the biggest Paula's Choice fan, I think, ever. I love their products. I love their formulas. Of course, I read all of the books that Paula has ever put out. Her BHA 2% exfoliant is very gentle. The bottle says to use it every day, but I think one to two times a week is more than enough. I like to use it at night, followed by my favorite moisturizer, but their vitamin C is amazing. Drunk Elephant also has a great vitamin C. I love CeraVe or CeraVe. You can get it at your local drugstore like CVS or Walgreens, Walmart, whatever's closer to you. And I want to say it's about 12 bucks for the cleanser. I love their hydrating cleanser. I love their AM and PM moisturizer. It's super affordable and it contains ceramides, which are so great for our skin. Thank you for sharing all of those. If you haven't picked up on it, Alex does like the most research and she is like the most natural when it comes to her products. So if you aren't into chemicals and artificial crap, Alex is the one to follow for sure. Thank you for that. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Are there any changes or shifts that you want to see in the beauty space in regards to, well, it could be really anything, but I'm asking more in terms of like mental health and wellness and like what we do for it as an industry. I would love to see less filters and more real skin. And I use filters on my Instagram stories. They're fun. They smooth things out. Um, But I've been seeing a lot of younger and younger girls getting a lot of plastic surgery to and showing their plastic surgeons or showing me as they're telling me before they go in, oh, I want to look like me, but with this filter. So I think a lot of these filters are toxic to some people, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. That sounds very frightening, actually. 
Yeah, it's I'm seeing a lot of girls younger and younger getting more lip fillers, getting lip lifts, getting more Botox, getting face filler. I am not a fan of face filler at all. I think it destroys your face. I think it actually weighs down your face. And over time, it starts to puff out your face and it starts to make your face look more round and less youthful. I mean, listen, you have to do whatever feels best for you. I have friends that get face filler and I'm, that's, it's fine. Whatever makes you feel good, you got to do for you. Screw what anyone else says. However, (laughs) from my experience of people sitting in my makeup chair, I have seen what filler has done over the course of years and years. And it 100% ages people in my own opinion. And I think a little Botox is fine. And I have not ever had Botox. I'm 32 and I'm very proactive about preventative skincare. And I try to preach that as much as possible. I love facials. I love face massage. I love gua sha. I love face cupping. I love any kind of facial manipulation. I love the new face, the microcurrent, all of these things to do preventative skincare to make us look our best. And again, using the red light, eating high vibrational foods, drinking a lot of water, staying away from smoking and drinking alcohol. All of these things will play a role in how you look. So I think maybe doing the preventative things first instead of spending a bunch of money on others. And a lot of these celebrities, they get plastic surgery and people don't recognize that. I think they think it's all just filler and Botox. So when they go in and show their dermatologist, oh, I want to look like the celebrity and they're just getting pumped up with filler and Botox, you know, that celebrity, I think maybe got plastic surgery, not filler and Botox, depending on who we're talking about. Again, you have to do what works best for you. And, you know, if, if, it makes you feel good to get fill in your face and by all means do what's going to make you feel good. But I would love to see more skin, less filtering. I, I resonate with that in the hair space. We have more of an issue with people like seeing these dramatic changes that celebrities will get. A lot of times they're wearing a wig or they have hair extensions and people will come in and they want that hair. And it's like, well, I can do that but it might take 10 or 12 hours and it's going to be like more than a thousand dollars and people are dumbfounded. They're like, really? And I'm like, that person can afford to do that and, or buy a really fantastic wig and have a great makeup artist, make it look seamless. Exactly. There's their hair isn't special. Totally. It's not defying the rules of hairdressing. Totally. I work with a, a lot of celebrity hairstylists and most of the time they are using a lot of extensions and wigs and all, all the fake hair. It's all fake hair. Um, where can people find you if they have, if they need a makeup service or if they want to come to my Zenden, it's in Beacon, New York, or if they just have questions about red light, how can they reach out to you? So I am on Instagram and my handle is at Alex Gill. That's A-L-E-X-G-I-L-L. And my website is www.alexandriagillio.com. 
And through that website, you can find my email, you can email me and we can discuss makeup and red light and Zenden and partnerships or just any questions, whatever anyone has, I'm more than happy to help answer. Alex, thank you so, so, so much. It is always a pleasure talking with you. I always learn so much and I just always feel better. It's the leader of water. We all have to do it. I'm so happy to be on here. This was so fun and it's always a joy to talk to you. A huge thank you to Alex who was able to move around her busy schedule and have this recording done in time for the launch on New Year's Day 2022. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for joining us. And please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share if you liked the episode. I'm your host, Paige Klibanoff. Thanks for joining.